in our lives and you be glorified. Father, in the way I live and the way I think and what I speak, Lord, may it glorify you. May it lift you up. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us, your faithfulness. Lord, I pray that this day that we honor mothers, I pray, Lord, that it would be not just one day, but Father, that we would, as your word says, honor our father and mother. Lord, we thank you for it. Father, would you be with us as we look at your word in these moments this morning? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you take your seat. We're going to receive the offering in just a moment. Um, just want to say thank you for your faithfulness and giving. I think I have a slide. Um, we have a budget that we need to make every month, and Quentin is getting for me. There we go. Our monthly budget is, is as you see, the top amount, and last Sunday is was amazing. Uh, yeah, thank you for your giving. And uh, so still left to come in is, is the amount at the bottom. Um, but as you re recall from last week, I shared with you that we are where we've been the last number of years and probably is no different if we were to go roll back a decade or more. Um, you know, those winter bills, they kind of just, they're kind of ugly. You know, we don't live in Florida or California, someplace warm. Um, so we're still trying to cover up from some of those winter bills and it would be nice to be able to take care of the deficit that we have before the end of June, uh, you know, so that we can go into summer and, and not have them be sitting over our heads. Again, so thank you so much for your giving. Um, when, when I was informed of how much came in last night, it was like almost fell on the floor. Um, that's not the largest offering we've seen here in, in the last recent while, but it is one of them. And so thank you so much for honoring the Lord with your giving. If you're one of those ones who are uh, not regular in tithing, but you just give, Maybe you could just give a little bit more. And if you are a regular tither, thank you so much for honoring the Lord. And uh, we consider it a privilege. We don't take it lightly, your gifts to the church. They are well respected and cared for. I'm going to ask the ushers that are here to come and receive the offering this morning. Kids, you are dismissed. I see Renee is waiting for you. So kids, you can leave at this time as well. God bless you as you give. Today is Mother's Day. I don't know about you, but in my life, I am responsible for at least a few of the gray hairs on my mother's head. Don't look over at your mother, she's here. I've seen that happen. I'm responsible for a few of them. Okay, let's be honest, maybe more than a few. But happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day, and I found this little quote, it's the easiest part of being a mother is giving birth. The hardest part is showing up for the job each day. You know, and, and God bless you, mothers. God bless you. God strengthen your lives. And may God use you. 
in Scripture, there was, you know, you've, there's some mothers that are mentioned and some that aren't mentioned. And I rolled across this one mother, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard about this mother in a sermon. I've definitely never preached about her. And yet she would remind me of um, mothers that we all know. Is this, is this on? Can you hear me? It's just my ears and my chest. I don't hear with my chest, but my, I can't hear myself. That was weird. Sorry. You know, when you have an inside voice, you shouldn't let that inside voice come out sometimes. But this mother almost sounded like she's from the Ozarks. You know, if you read scripture, you come across these names, and I'm like, well, that's a weird name. You know, kind of like Dorcas. I, I don't think that's a popular name anymore. Um, but this particular mother's name was Jedediah. And Jedediah was, again, not a, it's, if anybody in the room is named Jedediah and you go by something other, God bless you. But Jedediah in the Bible is, is a mother who raised one of the greatest kings who ever sat upon the throne of Judah. Wow. Jedediah is responsible for raising one of the most prominent, best kings that ever sat on the kingdom of Judah. And so she planted the seed of a mother's faith. I think that's the, the planting of a seed is, is the title of this message. And she watered it with a mother's tears. And she fertilized it with a mother's prayer. And she raised her son to serve the nation, to serve God. Found some antidotes. Eight-year-old Mary wrote this. Dear mother, here's a box of candy I bought for you for Mother's Day. It's very good candy. I know because I already ate three pieces. Eight-year-old Carol wrote this to her mother. Dear mother, here are two aspirins. Have a happy Mother's Day. Eileen wrote this to her mother. Dear mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't on Sunday. It would be better if it were on Monday so we wouldn't have to go to school. I don't know what you wrote in your Mother's Day card. i got to call my mom yet today. I posted something for my wife on Instagram. She didn't know it. I don't think she's seen it yet. Yeah, she's looking. But this mother, Jedediah, was a woman who raised her son to serve God and to serve a nation. Wow. In 2 Kings is where we read about her son. In 2 Kings in chapter 22, and verses 1 and 2. It says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king. The eight-year-olds, I think they all left the room. This eight-year-old became the king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jedediah, daughter of 
Araya. She was from Bozka. Yes, if I said that right. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the way of his father David, not turning to the right or to the left. Mothers, I don't know if there's enough thanks in the world to say thank you. I don't know if there's enough thanks to say, you know what, we appreciate you. You know, Mother's Day cards, we try. We try to put something there. But I guess what they're all trying to say is thank you for showing up. Thank you for being there. As we look at this lady from Scripture, I'm not even sure some of you knew that Jedediah was in Scripture. She's not really mentioned well. She's not mentioned as well as Sarah or Rachel or Mary or Rebecca or Jochebed or Miriam or Esther or Elizabeth and Ruth. You get to Jedediah. What did she do? Like, what did this woman do to even make it to my sermon today? Like, that's a privilege. Jedediah did this. She trained a son, a son named Josiah, who was a great king. You could just full stop right there. She raised a son to be a great king. And, and, and enough so that at eight years old, he was king. Now, you probably mothers that are in the room, you all have dreams for your kids. I don't know one woman in the room that has an eight-year-old that says, my boy's going to be king when they're eight, you know. You're going to do amazing things when you're old, when you're eight. She raised him well enough that he could become king and a good king at eight years old. Josiah abolished idolatry from the kingdom of Judah. He threw down the heathen altars. He banned false worship. And in fact, he led a great revival. In 2 Kings chapter 23, in verses 25, it says this. It says, neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his strength, in accordance with all the law of Moses. Wow. That's her son. Like you talk about a mama's brag book. This is her son. She's raised him, and there's not one else like him. Zedadiah. She was his mother, and she reared him to be the greatest king who ever sat upon the throne of Judah. She planted a seed of, of a mother's faith, watered it with a mother's tears, and fertilized it with a mother's prayer. Here's what made her so great. Not only did she raise a king, but she did all of this going against the stream of what 
husband had done. She didn't have a good husband. Her husband was godless. So it's not like her son had an example to say, what a good example to follow. I will follow my father. Mm -mm. Her husband was not a good man. In fact, her husband was one of the worst kings in all of Judah. You go from the worst to the best because of the influence of a mother. Ammon was vile. He was wicked. He was corrupt. Ammon's father was Manasseh. And he was the most wicked king ever to reign in Judah. Manasseh rebuilt high places and erected altars to, to Baal and placed an Asherah pole in the temple. He sacrificed his own sons in the fire. He practiced sorcery and consulted mediums and spiritists. This was what the background of Josiah was looking like until a godly mother stepped up. Until a mother said, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to raise my son differently. In 2 Kings 21 and verse 16, it says, Moreover, Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem from end to end. Besides the sin that he had caused Judah to commit, so they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Wow, this is his dad. This is Josiah's dad. In, in just before these, that verse, in verses 10 and 11 of 2 Kings 21, and the Lord said through his servants, the prophet Manasseh, king of Judah, has committed these detestable sins. He has done more evil than the Amor Amorites who preceded him and has led Judah into sin with idols. When the Bible speaks of Ammon, it says that he did evil in the eyes of the Lord as his father Manasseh had done. Ammon worshipped and offered sacrifices to all the idols Manasseh had made. But unlike his father, Manasseh had not humbled himself before the Lord. Ammon increased his guilt. In 2 Chronicles 33, in verses 22 to 23, he says, He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. Ammon worshipped and offered sacrifice to all the idols Manasseh had made. But unlike his father, Manasseh did not humble himself before the Lord. Ammon increased his guilt. Josiah's father was just as wicked as his grandfather. It, it was not a godly heritage to follow and to say, I'm going to be a good king. I'm going to be the best king. In fact, I'm going to be the king that everybody writes about and says, there's not been one as good as him. His history was anything but. His, his grandfather and father were horrible. How do you get the best out of the worst? How do you get the best out of the worst? The impact of a godly mother. Thank you, Mom. 
You know what? That's there's not enough thank you sometimes to say for the mother. First of all, moms can come in all shapes and all sizes. I say this because the list of moms is really never ending. And for Mother's Day for some of you today, I know it's a really hard day. Maybe your mother has recently passed. Maybe your kids have not serving God. Maybe they're, they're having a difficult time themselves. Mothers don't give up praying. Mothers don't give up believing. You see, mothers raise their kids under difficult circumstances. There are Jedediahs in this church. There are Jedediahs in this church that raise their, their kids when it doesn't look like things should just be as they are. In spite of what history has been, there are Jedediahs who say, you know what, we're going to raise our kids to serve and to love God. And we need to say, thank you, God, for what you're doing in those lives. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in all of our lives. Everything that Jedediah taught Josiah, Ammon, her husband, was opposed to it. She taught him honesty. Ammon taught him dishonesty. When she taught him purity, Ammon taught him Impurity. And against the stream with all of it and him contradicting her, she was faithful. And she made a son who would serve the Lord and serve a nation and would bring change. Thank God for the Jedediahs of our world. Thank God for the moms who say, if my husband doesn't come, I'm not dropping out. I'm going to teach my kids about the Bible, to serve God, to be decent and right. Keep going, moms. Keep going. Maybe someday you'll have a Josiah or an Esther. Take the next slide. That's my mom. She just turned 75. And you shouldn't have gray hair in that picture because I gave her so many. You know, when I think about my life, what my background is, sometimes you think your pastor just had it always all together. Oh, please. Sometimes you can think, well, Pastor, you came from a, a different home. No. No. I remember growing up as a kid. And there was social assistance, welfare. They helped to feed us many times. They helped to send us to a, a camp for summer. I remember many times we would get food bank boxes in our home. I remember many times we would have not a lot, and somebody would come by and bring us something. You see, we had grown up 
My mother didn't always serve the Lord, nor did my father, nor did my grandparents. It wasn't until they came to faith. My, my grandparents were alcoholic. My parents were alcoholic. When they came to Jesus, life changed. Life changed. But there were some tough years. There were some lean years. There were some years where I'm like, I don't even know if I get to stay with my mother. Because if it would have been today, I would probably be taken away, my siblings, and placed under care. Because life wasn't easy. You see, sometimes we can look so narrowly and just say, well, you have it all together. You're good. No, I want to tell you that God changes lives. God can change destiny. I thank God when my mother and my grandmother were the first to come to faith. And then it just, the whole family came to faith. My mother loves the Lord. Is she perfect? No. But I love her. And she did the best she could. She did the best that she knew how. You, we, we read these passages in Scripture, you know, about mothers, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Is there, is there anybody that walks like that? You know, like, we look at mothers sometimes, and we just see them lofty and say, wow. But we don't know the story that got them there. God changes lives. We don't know the path someone has walked on. We can look at somebody and say, you always had it all together. You always had it easy. No, that's not the case. You see, when we live our lives apart from God, we could end up somewhere totally different. But with God in our lives, he changes things, doesn't he? That's what God was doing in Jedediah's life. That's what God was doing through her life, is changing things. Saying, you know what? That was your story. Let me write you a new one. And you're saying, but we weren't that horrible. No, I never once said my grandparents were horrible, my mother was horrible. No, no, no. He simply changed our story and gave us a new destiny. He gave us a new hope. He gave us something beyond just, well, this is what you have to live with. I thank God that my past is my past, but my future is much better than my past. When I look at where he's taken me from to where he's taking me to, oh my goodness, friends. Because of praying parents. There are days when my mother has bared many burdens. And sometimes Mother's Day is one of those days when when we just look at our physical mothers. And my mother, she spent, I can't even remember, I can't add it up, so many years in the hospital. She had has, has had about 20-some operations on her abdomen area. Started with me. I was a cesarean section. And when, after they sewed her back up, she started developing adhesions, which caused her a horrible amount of pain, and they would go in and remove them. And she spent countless times in the hospital. And there's times where you'd go and live with your auntie. 
and not Della because she was like a sister, but there's times where I'd go and live with great aunts and they would raise you for a while. There's times you'd go and see somebody else because they'd raise you for a while. Sometimes we look at mothers and we say, well, only those who actually gave birth. No, no, no. Those who offered care and hope, even when we, they may not be physical, natural mothers, but they're still acting like a mother. They took that place and said, you know what? I'll just love you. I was easy to love. I'm just gonna love. Yeah, you're there with me. God changes lives. He changes lives. He changes destinies. When we look at that, when we look at, at what has happened even in our in Jedediah's life and how she changed her son's life, that's what God does. That's what he does. Oh, I'm so thankful. You see, mothers are the ones who bear our burden. Even the good days, they celebrate. Even the bad days, they're still your, your, in your corner cheering you on. That doesn't mean they're perfect. Mothers, I know that a concern you have is for your children, for your kids. You want them to be well. You want them to do well. You want them to live their, their lives for the Lord and one of these days go to glory. I believe with you. I'll believe with you that your kids will love the Lord. I'll believe with you that God can change their lives. I'll believe with you that God can change their circumstances and their situation. Because that's what he does. That's what he does. I'm so thankful. For the ladies that, that are natural mothers and even those who have stepped in as stepmothers or foster mothers or just an aunt or just somebody who loves and cares and concerns, I'm so thankful for you ladies. You don't know the impact that you're making. And I pray and I hope that one of these days you get just a glimpse smile. Just a smile come over you and say, thank you, God, that I could impact your life, that I can change hope. You see, I, I, all the Mother's Day cards in the world, I don't think would help us to describe and, and say, you know what, Mom, thank you for what you do. There are, there are even dads that have to play the caregiver role of a mother Wow. Like, we limit it sometimes to say, well, there's biological. No, no, no. There's people have to play a, a mothering role sometimes that. We just need to hit God's help. Apart from the Lord, apart from God. We're going to pray for you, mothers, and as we come to the end of our service this morning. But we're going to celebrate the Lord's table together. 
You see what, moms, I know this. Please, if you haven't gotten communion elements, please do. Without God's help, without the Lord's help, it is almost impossible to, to raise your kids as you'd really want to. Because you, on your own, my mother left to her own without God changing her heart and her life. My, my brother and my sister and myself, the three of us, oh, my poor mother. But apart from God's help, she would say, God, I don't even know what to do with these kids. And she said that many times. Help me because I don't know what to do with these kids. But I tell you this, I know that when God comes into your life, he can change you. When God comes into your life, he can strengthen you. He can help you to live as you should live. It doesn't make days easier. It just makes it knowing that he's there with you. Because I wish every day would be easy, but it's not true, is it? But when the Lord is in your life, he helps you to live as you should. That doesn't mean being a mother, you're never going to have the days where like, oh, Lord, help us all. Somebody's going to meet Jesus real quick. But you need God's help. You need God's strength. In 1 Corinthians, when they're sitting around that upper room, Jesus is talking to them about grace, about mercy, because he's talking to them about a new kingdom. He's talking to them about him lying, laying his life down for them. Grace, a gift they didn't deserve. Mercy that took the place of their sin and their shame. And so he's sitting down in this upper room at the table and he says, you know what? I want to tell you that I'm offering my body for you. I'm giving my life for you. 